0: My earphones in so we can keep my delectable audio to go along with my delectable face. Um, how are you all doing today? Um, as I'm sure you're aware um, because I announced it yesterday. Uh, this is uh, a very singular pleasure of mine because um, we're going to get the awesome Professor James Hunden who is right there watching. Let me see if I can bring you on there Professor. Um, so, um, lots and lots of people watching, uh, Alman Orton, there we go, uh, Simon, good to see you there, Linda, Grandma, oh, Grandmaster Thibault, what's up, brother? Ah, no,
1: Grandmaster Thibault, like, hello,
0: sir! So, yeah, we've got quite the audience coming on right now. <laughs> so, a man who, for anyone that's already paid attention to the podcast, and needs no introduction, because I've interviewed you already... Um, Professor James Hunden, now, at the last interview we did, as I was saying, we basically covered your time with, uh, Dr. Powell, and we yes. covered pretty much that area of your martial arts development. There was no way I was going to leave it there. We've got so much more ground to cover with it, and I'm going to be honest, because you know I'm always honest with you, Professor. Yes, sir. I'm kind of selfish in doing it this way, because... The last video you did exploded with over 60,000 views. So you're going to be in high demand. So if I don't get you in soon, then everyone's going to be demanding of your time. And I'm not going to get to interview you again. So there we go. You know I'm always going to have time for you. That's true. That is true. <laughs> one reason I love you so much. So... Um, We'll kind of, I'll do a bridge question from the time um, with um, Dr. Powell and Sonesis and all those guys there, and then as you moved on with your training, and it's actually echoing a question that one of my students, Andrew Graham, the Highlander, that he threw in there, um, his direct question was, how did Professor Jay synthesize the striking stand-up aspects with the grasping aspects, so that's the question. I'm going to rephrase it in a more general sense, based on your own experiences. Because when you show a lot of the stuff, and I'm referencing specific to the Budo Brothers video. For anyone that hasn't seen it yet, go to the Budo Brothers on Facebook and check out uh, the professor's uh, little mini seminar on finger locking. It's a joy to behold, uh, as as he always is when he's doing his thing but the criticism that gets leveled at it from some quarters and most of those quarters are those that haven't actually really done anything of any significance but you know they they throw it out anyway is right there's an element of compliance to the movements and to the techniques and it's funny because it also echoes a lot of the comments that you'll see thrown at the the demos done by uh, dr powell and similar people um and this again speaks to um what andy was saying you've always stressed firmly the delivery system is the key that unlocks the kingdom. So all the refinement, all the smaller stuff is based on the back of the delivery system. Is that, I mean, that's obviously the position you hold. Was that something that was drilled into you right from back in the day all the way through, or was that a position you evolved into?
1: Okay. It's kind of, you're, you're kind of, uh, I hear overlay of conversation cause it's repeating after you. Damn you it. were, yeah um so let me let me see if i understood you correctly sure uh, you're asking about the striking in what i'm doing did did and did that did that come from the home dojo itself or was that something that i had already implemented because of where i of, of where i came from
0: is that correct? That's the idea. So you blend the striking and the grappling so well. Yes. Was that taught from the beginning, or did you evolve to that? Uh, well,
1: when I first when I first got to Grandmaster J, um I was already competing in um, in karate tournaments, and I had already done some boxing and so forth and so on. So that is something that I, I came to a spot where everything didn't cause for a punch and a kick. And that's when I met Grandmaster Jay. So it seems like that it was just, the timing was everything right there. So after seeing Grandmaster J do, do what he did with the finger locks and all that stuff, I said, okay, this is what I need. This is what I need right here. But what happened, it was not, a part of small circle jiu-jitsu when I got there because there was really no striking. Right. And that's why that that is why and how I ended up uh, competing in small circle jiu-jitsu because I started applying the striking. So that was the, really the early the early MMA being put together during that time, because there was no such word at that time.
0: Do you think that gave you the head or sort of the leg up above some of your contemporaries? Because I'm going to flatter you a little. I've yet to see anyone express Professor Jay's art as succinctly, as cleanly, and as effectively as you. Do you think your striking ability gave you that head up because you've already had the fight in you?
1: Yes. Yes, De- most definitely. Uh, to to have what I had learned here on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and then travel to the East Coast to to see how Doc Powell and Soki Littlejohn and uh, 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 Professor Crossin and uh, even uh, Don Jacob of Trinidad, who had all trained with and under uh, Doctor Powell, that definitely was a plus for me. Mm-hmm. Because, as far as I was concerned, during that time they were all ahead of their time as
0: well, right. you know. So, uh, yes, awesome. So, go let's go way back then. How did you first come to meet Professor Jay?
1: How did I f- first meet him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I had received my uh black belt in Chinese Kempo, I was also training. I was also training with a gentleman by the name of Felix Macias and Newt Kamakani, who were original students of Bruce Lee when he had the school in Oakland. Mm -hmm. So I was um, training in both Chinese Kimpo, and I was doing garage training with Newt Kamakani and and, uh, Felix. So that's pretty much early how that got got going.
0: So what was your introduction to him? How did you become aware? So Professor
1: Okay, so what happened was yeah thanks because there's a there's an override of conversation here. So I'm glad I'm gonna you repeated have to try and
0: balance this really well.
1: That that's okay. So I had a I had a gentleman that was training with with me and I was doing I was doing a hip twist for my sidekick that I used to use in competition which I had learned from Newt Kamakani and and Felix Macias. And he said, wow, that hip twist looks like how Grandmaster Jay does or enters in his throws when he's showing a throw. And I was like, really? He said, do you know uh, Grandmaster Wally Jay? And I said, or Professor Wally Jay? I said, no. So he was training with with, uh, Professor Jay at the same time he was training with me. He said, well, he teaches at the College of Alameda on Saturdays, you need to come down and check him out. And I did one Saturday. And after seeing what he did, we had a conversation. And like I said, I did the hip twist. He showed the hip twist. Uh, He put me in a few locks and uh, that was it for me. That was home. And I, I think the following week that either that Tuesday and following Tuesday, I joined the school because I knew that's what that was. As far as I was concerned, that was the missing par- part of what I
0: needed. What did you find was the biggest difference between what you'd done before and what Professor Jay offered? It was no striking.
1: It was you no striking. <laughs> it was no striking. So that yep. means if you got into a situation and uh, really didn't cause for that punch... It mm-hmm. didn't really cause for that kick. That there was a way of controlling somebody with with finger locks and bent wrist locks and whatever else that was a part of uh, the the jujitsu at that part uh, mm-hmm. at that point.
0: So when you did the stuff with Dr. Powell, when you did saunases, they seem to have the kind of a tamawaza approach. They would strike then move you. Yes now professor jay would just move you <laughs>
1: yeah he would just move so there was no striking there was no striking in small circle jiu-jitsu when i got there mm-hmm. they showed a uh, a timmy like an aikido yep. where they go uh, you know the the chopping motion and then they would go from there but in terms of multiple punching and that type of thing that was not there
0: did that ever find its way into the curriculum, or was that always treated as external? Can can uh, can you speak up with that again? Sure. When did did striking ever formally find its way into small circle, or was it something that was treated as a separate art? Uh,
1: no. <laughs> it's funny you ask that. Um, I was. Um, it. <laughs> well. So what happened, I was frowned upon uh-huh. by certain people in the school during that time mm-hmm. um, for bringing the striking side of it into it, Right. okay? In terms of how I was seeing it from, for me, it's not that I was trying to change small circle jiu-jitsu at all, but as far as I was concerned, that sometimes situations that you would get involved w- involved in or with, you had to do a little bit more than be able to grab an arm or something out of the air if there's a punch coming at you. You needed to know how to move. You needed to know how, you needed to have some fundamentals like boxing. You know, you have to move your head, you have to move your feet. You know, you have to be able to cover your head. So to me, um, that was the part where I don't know if you could say I was kind of the renegade doing that part because I always kept punching into what I was doing. Although doing the boards and things like that to be tested, I had to go along with what they did, which was the tradition. Of course. Um, so that's that's where that was. So I, I, but at the same time, that is also, I think one of the reasons why Grandmaster Jay enabled me or had me to also train or to travel with him to some of these other places because I was able to compete uh, with punching and kicking mm-hmm. and, and doing the various uh, locks and takedowns uh, that, as I said, was the early mixed martial art
0: of what we're looking at now. So it was almost a parallel evolution. You had your small circle formal work and then James Hunden's small circle Correct. going on that side as well. As did I was pro- yes. Did Professor Jay encourage that kind of personal development within the system? He enjoyed what I
1: did. He appreciated what I did because I did. Grand, because grandma, uh, because grandmaster Jay himself was he loved boxing. He he loved boxing, so he did a little training in boxing himself. So, it was it was like that. It just I just came at the right time. I just right. came at the right time. And and like I said, stepping into the home dojo and seeing that great big picture of uh, Bruce Lee up there on the wall, I just I was in heaven. I was like, wow, Bruce Lee has actually stepped his has stepped his foot in uh, in this place here. So I knew I was at the right place. And I only missed meeting Bruce by a few years, you know, before I, uh, when I stepped into the school. He had been there prior a few years earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. When was the first time you were there with, uh, with uh, the professor?
1: Oh, God. Well, I was with him for, I was with him close to 35 years. Wow. <laughs> so wow. let's let's go let's go back that far and it's been a little longer now since you know oh, he, since he since passed, he passed in 2012 so you 20 excuse me 2011 he passed in 2011
0: so how long had you been training prior to your training with um professor j i'm sorry can you repeat that sure how long had you been training prior to training with professor j
1: how long had i've been training prior yes Oh, wow. Uh, I think I was involved in the arts maybe as as much as eight years prior.
0: Right. So you had a good pedigree prior.
1: Yes, because I started, I mean, in, in high school, I used to box in high school. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, that was, what, 16, 17, you know, uh, because my, my, uh, my uh, stepfather at that time uh, boxed in the military. Right. So he started teaching me some things early on then. And then I got involved also, even before I got um, I got to high school, I had a friend of mine that was in um, uh, uh, Yamaguchi style of karate. And so that's kind of where I started getting my feet work, my, my feet wet uh, with him which I had no idea that my, my friend was a black belt in Yamakuchi style of karate, you know.
0: That's awesome. What, so let's, let's go to the early days. So you go in, um, it's your first day with Professor J. Yes. What were those early training sessions like? What was the field and the vibe?
1: The, the second thing they taught you was how to roll. So that was major, Grandmaster Jay. They had a way. The first day you came in the class, you know. So from from there, then you went to the then you went, to the courts, you know, on how things were lined up on the boards, and you, um, uh, they had the um, uh, learning how to escape from wrist locks and and uh, things like that, and how to do a a wrist lock throw and and an arm bar and all that and everything was like lined up in a kata form. since we
0: moved here, I've been noticing it. Was it by the numbers or were you given a little free play? No, it was by the numbers. If you were gonna get uh, if you were going
1: there to get promoted, uh, you went through the boards that were on the wall. Mm-hmm. And you they had they had uh, various type of uh, wazas on the board. They had a shimmy waza which was for choking they had a throwing in, in terms of uh, uh, throwing boards, learning how to throw. And it could be anywhere from 10 to 15 uh, different combinations, learning how to throw and so forth. Okay. Was that
0: the gulf between the old guard, the new guard, the beginners, the advanced, or was everybody in the same kind of uh, deal, just jump in and, and get on with it?
1: Yeah, everybody, you know, they all learn the same way. I mean, you you all learn the same way, you know. Everybody learned how to fall. Everybody learned how to roll. And then everybody went through the boards. Uh, and then at the same time, and those were the Kodakon boards, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, but then also during that time later on, this is where Grandmaster Jay started working on that small circle jujitsu principle. So that was
0: separate. That was separate right. from the board work. Okay. So what would you, I mean, it, it's interesting because originally it was called Wally J's judo before he went to the jiu-jitsu side, wasn't it?
1: Yes, because he was doing, he was really, he had a lot of, uh, he did a lot of judo competition. And mm. I think you could see in, in the interview where he was talking about when he, he came out and uh, with the judo team, and they got wiped out, and, and he started really concentrating on on uh, on the throws, and, and he, s- he promised he wasn't going to come back until he was able to, excuse me, he was going able to fix right fix what needed to be fixed, where he would be end up being recognized uh in the judo and basically that's what he did and he had champions after champion after champion after champions after that so he ended up cleaning up on the on the judo circuit
0: nice so for those that don't know the interview the professor just referenced uh there's a, a fantastic i've shared it on my habit page i know it's been on a lot of the pages out there it's the final interview professor jay did before his passing um, and Professor Hunter's there with him. And it's it's absolutely fascinating to watch. So I do encourage you to uh, seek that out. I will, of course, link the whole thing to, uh, to the Baying page so people can get that background as well. So when um, there's so much to get into. Uh, yes. <laughs> there really is. Um, because you were always very close with Professor Jay. Uh, I called him Dad. You, I called him Papa Jay yay um and you were almost like his um enforcer for want of a better word you were the fighter you were the one that would represent that go out yes. there and, and and do all the stuff that would hey this is how this stuff works yeah that guy yes um was that something that was Recognized quite quickly that you were the fighter, or did you evolve to that after a while and just start to show through in the class? No, it
1: was recognized, even if people didn't want to admit it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and still don't. Um, but <laughs> hey, yeah, this is about the truth, right? You know what? It's one of the things I always want to get out there, which is why I like interviewing you. Um, and we may end up touching on some pieces of that later on. Okay. Um, I, my opinion pretty clear on it. Like I've said, I've seen a lot of small circle. I've met a lot of small circle guys over the years. There's only one guy that does it how I would want to train, and that's yourself. And that's. Thank you. I appreciate that's, that. It's a fact, brother, you know, because a lot of the stuff, it's not that there's no utility in what they do. There is. But if I can like pam, pam, pam and hit you before you can touch me, it's limited. Yes. When I tried to pam pam you, I got boom boom back. And okay, this is different.
1: (laughs) You're too uh, kind. uh, No.
0: (laughs) If I'm not, you'll beat me up. Uh, (laughs) I owe you $5. (laughs) I got cheap. Um, So, uh, as the fighter and as the guy that's uh, still recognized as such, I'm going to jump forward a few years. There's an association that came about between Small Circle and another organization.
1: Small Circle and another organization.
0: Yeah. Being Mr. Dillman's organization. Okay. The two sort of go, they're almost classified as brothers. They are. Okay. They go together so often. I'm going to be honest. I've seen very little in the Dillman system that I consider worth pissing on. Um, had that come in to Small Circle or had you seen that creeping whilst you were there or did that come after you'd left? <laughs> Feel free to okay. be political.
1: Yeah, always, always, always. But the truth is, the truth is, I was with... Grandmaster Jay, I was living in New York at the time. And although I was in New York, Grandmaster Jay and I kept in contact because he was also traveling and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. He contacted me and told me that he was coming to uh, New York, going up to Dillman's camp to do a small circle jujitsu seminar. Right. All right. That is the first time. That's the first jiu-jitsu small circle jujitsu seminar that had been done, to my knowledge, based on what Grandmaster Jay said, that had been done at his school. So that was his first implementation of having hands on small circle jujitsu.
0: Right. So, the relationship clearly blossomed from there. Um, And I'm trying to dance around it without appearing... Okay, I'll just say it. Again, my opinion on the Dillman stuff, if you see, especially a lot of the videos out there, you have a guy that was an accomplished karate fighter in his own right. He was on the circuit back in the day. Correct then went way off the rails with regards to what he was teaching, in my opinion, and started peddling bullshit and snake oil, and still does. How much of the original Dillman was there when he was working with Professor Jay, and how much of the more fringe Dillman was there in your experience that you were aware of?
1: Uh... uh... What I can see about that is that the original Dillman and what he did was what I saw when right. I was there with Grandmaster J to do the small circle jujitsu seminar. Right. And to, to work on the, the locking. And that, that also, you know, yes, it did create a um, a bond which also brought uh, Remy Priestis into the picture. Mm-hmm. After a while, okay, so um, yeah, that's that's that,
0: okay. So it it started off one way, and then okay, no, I'm good with that. I'm good, with yeah,
1: okay. That.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, I ask the questions, you give the answers. So, it's, hey, it's... <laughs> um, yeah, so your own art of juke trap boxing, um. Is that because, I mean, having trained with you and been on the end of uh, your techniques many, many times myself, um, it's mm-hmm. definitely small circle, but it also isn't. Was there a time when you realized, hey, I have this now, this is what I want to do? Or was that again just something you evolved to? So you always know, (laughs) you always
1: know when I start here. Okay. All right. So what really had me to start putting small circle Jew trap boxing together is when, when people were trying to erase my history. Right. Right. Okay. And that kind of pissed me off. Because now you're calling me a liar. You're saying what I'm what the time I spent with Grandmaster J wasn't true. Uh what I'm telling my students is a lie. I was only this and I was only that. And that's a lie. Right. That's a lie. So thanks to All my teachers that I was able to spend time with over the years this is where I started to develop small circle Jew trap so um, I think in our last broadcast I had mentioned how some of the things that had taken place leading up to this point you know was hurtful and painful Mm -hmm. but uh, you know the thing is as they say if it doesn't kill you things makes you stronger but don't call me a liar and don't try to erase my history. And that's one of the reasons why things are going the way they're going now. Because yeah. my my grandmother used to always say, when you dig one ditch, calling yourself digging a ditch for somebody, you need to dig two. Because you're going to end up falling in the other one. So... I don't think I have a lot to say anymore because it's proven itself.
0: Really has. It, really people has. are
1: seeing for themselves. It's like you know, after Grandmaster Jay passed, um, I resigned from small the small circle jiu-jitsu organization. There's a lot of there's a lot of other people that were affiliated that was a part of the Small Circle Jiu-Jitsu Association um, uh, was kicked out. And that's a known fact and that's the truth. They were kicked out. I resigned, I still have the letter to this day. I remember a gentleman that was a part of the Small Circle Jiu-Jitsu organization gave me a call and said, Jim, I don't know what's happening, da 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 da, but this is being said, th- that is being said about you, blah, 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 blah. And it's been posted on the Small Circle Jiu Jitsu website. I've never looked at it, Jay. Mm-hmm. I've never gone to the, I haven't looked at the Small Circle Jiu Jitsu website and I don't know how long. So there were supposed to be these things that was supposed to be discrediting me. I was saying, uh, it was saying that I said, I'm responsible for the growth of small circle jujitsu, taking credit for Grandmaster Jay's uh, development. That's not true. I never said that. I never said that. But what I will say, I was the first one to start competing with it. And I was traveling with Grandmaster Jay at the time that I did. Right. And... He references to that in a video of that interview. In the interview,
0: yes. Okay, so am I lying? Never. Never <laughs> in all the time I You know, you. <laughs> and that's just
1: the politics, and, the, and that's sad. It's sad, and it's very, very unfortunate, and, and um, I hate it, but whatever whatever road that it's taken now, it's like, I don't even have to reference back to it anymore. The proof is in the pudding. Movement don't lie. I do what I do. That organization does what they do and you can judge for yourself. And that's, 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 that's it.
0: I think that, and that's what I love about it because we had this conversation many years ago. um, Correct. And I actually said, isn't it time we got the truth out? And you said, it'll come. Yes. Th- those were your exact words. It'll come. Yes. And it recently, again, the upsurge in, in, in your videos and, and um, you've done some awesome podcasts with a fledgling podcaster. <laughs> uh, yeah. But your profile has ascended on its own and the quality of your work has spoken for you.
1: In San has I love been you
0: again. Um, yeah. I, was saying, I was saying the quality I mean you of your work has spoken for you, so many leaders, in many ways, leaders, what better legacy the could professor Jay asked for than someone that can literally prove it and do it I,
1: yeah i I think uh, I think Papa Jay would be very, very proud on the direction that I've taken it. Freedom of, uh, speech. <clears throat> Um. Yeah, I put a smile on my face because I know he's smiling. I know he's smiling. And again, he was very, very special. He was dad to me. He, he talked me through a lot of different things, situations, also some of his, his problems and issues. We had many, many conversations. People, people have no idea. They have right. no idea how much information uh, was shared with me, and it's and it's not. It's not up to me to put all that out. No, you know no. the thing is, what was special between be out to the media our bond? That's the way it was supposed to be. But I, I, I constantly say. And I'll repeat this again. People that's a part of that other organization mm-hmm. need to be careful what they say about me. Because anything I do say, can say, or will say, I can prove. Right. And I don't think they would want to see that.
0: I concur, and I suspect it's one reason after there was the initial um, statement made on the site, it went very quiet afterwards. You know,
1: uh,
0: you know all I can say, it's sad,
1: it's yep. unfortunate, but, you know, things do happen. You know, things happen when people die.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Things happen very, very strangely when people die. Even you remember what happened when Bruce died. People well, started yeah. claiming they worked, they they trained with Bruce. They were here with Bruce. They were they were part of this, that, and another. And that was predicted. It was going to happen. And true enough, it did. And the the thing that has survived is the people that were loyal, that did know Bruce, that really did train with Bruce. They have formed various organizations now to, to keep that keep that alive. You know, Uh, there should not be any division. Uh, We'll just go with JKD for instance. There are too many gifted, beautiful martial artists out there that study jkd it's not about who's the best and who's this and who's that you're keeping a legacy alive of a man that changed everybody's life if they were open-minded
0: yeah. so it it,
1: it 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 shouldn't be any you know i don't like the school i don't like that that's a, so that's a, it's just you know i don't I tell my students all the time, we don't deal with You know, you're always people that like what you do. You're always going to have some people that don't like what you do. Yeah. That's what it should be. And it, instead of us criticizing Uh, each other are saying, I don't like this guy because he stands on his head when he does this or he's doing something else over here. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, We should should be in appreciation of each other loving the art because loving the art changes our life. It changes our life. So we end up, hopefully if we do it correctly we end up being the role models we end up being the examples for people that may appear to be lost in some way shape or form you know and they get a chance to see a different light in how you carry yourself how you are you're not talking a bunch of whack you're you're a peaceful individual you want everybody to get along you know you're being polite you're being courteous you put that out because that's what you want back.
0: So, and I don't think is anyone is more courteous when they're doing are their better teaching better than, than yourself.
1: Um, <laughs> well, you have to be an example, right? You much. have to be an example because people are always looking. They're always watching. Like
0: they're always watching. Wednesday, so, I'm, I'm just going to quickly ask: Have you got the radio or TV on or something, Professor? Right now, the no. Okay, I'm picking up like a cross-reception from somewhere. No. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. We're obviously getting yeah. from somewhere. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, so a great segue. We mentioned um, the JKD community in a JKD world. Um, you yourself have been involved within that community for many, many years now. Um, what was your segue from Small Circle to JKD? Did they overlap? or was it something that you just kind of moved on to?
1: Well, it, it, it was because there was a relationship be- between Grandmaster Jay and Bruce. Of course. That's, that's why, and that's, that's, what, that's what made me to start going into that area uh, to see what this connection would be. Because Grandmaster Jay never did any of Bruce's stuff. Mm. You know he did he did learn the two inch punch though one inch two inch punch he did that he was constantly working on that you know he right. he would you know uh I was a product of feeling that in my chest you know <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh that was part of the drive that was that was part of the drive there, my direction to see okay because again, there was no empty hand punching or fighting when I went in or when I was a part of the school. Mm-hmm. So that's where I feel during that time I was the head of the board.
0: Awesome. Who was your first JKD school that you moved to um, after your first formal? Uh, after after the foreseances? Yeah, because obviously... Yeah, yeah you, was, you you trained with those guys prior yeah. to joining Professor Jay. Did you yeah. still train with those at the time or did you kind of leave them to move full time to Professor Jay as it was?
1: Oh yeah, after a while I, I I left there. Okay. I left there, but I would say after that is when I ended up meeting um Vunak. I pursued I pursued and bought some some early uh videos to look at mm-hmm. and then uh and then uh Paul Vunak's name came up. And uh, I went to a nice seminar with him. Yep. And after that, I went to a couple of other uh, seminars and camp. But that's also where I got a chance to meet uh, uh, Sifu Singh, which yes. which also helped change my life. Because he's the- yeah. took out a lot of time to help me understand a lot of what some of the functional and foundational JKD
0: principles lie. Yes.
1: So I'm still a in right
0: now. Yes, and uh, that was, of course, where we formally met. Um, Although we had briefly met at the Bash on the Beach, the first one in the PFS days. Um, what I found, and I don't want to dwell on it too much, because obviously it's out there for all the world to see, um, the civil war that happened between um, uh, PFS and what is now AA. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- th- Again, maybe another another subject for another podcast. Um, but you, like myself, very quickly, when the lines were drawn, just went straight to sing. There was no hesitation in that at all yes um have you found because i mean i've always found that with Sifu singh he enables you to do more with what you already have now i'll clarify that he has his own very specific way of doing things yes but has no expectation that his students will look move and be the same as him So, I found that what Singh does is he gives me more of what I already do with a few little finishing touches. And I found the same with yourself, because that's what happened to me too. (laughs) So, this is why I'm kind of bringing this around now. There are four instructors. I've had lots of fantastic instructors over the years. And in the Havoc system, the founders are the guys who I call my pillars are uh, mm-hmm. Sensei Lee Kofi, Guru Lee Banda, uh, Professor Jack McVicker, um, Coach Harry Smith, um, who've all had unbelievable levels of impact on me in teaching. But then we get to the three guys that have had the most influence on me, which is Grandma Tibone, Bone, Sifu Singh, and yourself. My Thank evolution you. In- Well, it's true. My evolution in the arts by training and learning with you guys has gone like from a steady learning curve to just here. It's gone to some next level stuff. Um, And you didn't at any point say, don't do that, do this. You always said, and it's something you've always been very big on. It's the utility of what you teach is that you can take it and you can blend it with what you're already doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, you're very big on that. And it's one of the things I love the most about all the evolution. Because if you remember, I sent you a video of how I put toe holds yeah. in, catch re- in catch wrestling that were clearly yeah. finger locks. Yes. 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 But you've always been very around the concepts and the principle rather than the um, dogmatism. Again, given your background and how wide-ranging your training has been, is that a, something that's always been part of you, or was it something you grew to realize?
1: It's something I, I, something I grew to realize. Um, I took something from all the teachers that I had, okay? Number one, I never wanted my students to be afraid of me. Right. That's, that's, that's important, Right. But- but two, one of the things that Grandmaster Jay used to always say, small circle jujitsu can fit anyone's system. Anybody's style, don't care what it is. It is something that you can incorporate. So that's that's kinda how I ended up looking at things. You know, you don't you don't have to do ju boxing. What do you do? I I don't know, but whatever you do, you learn these locks somewhere along the line and the principles of how it works, you can incorporate it into what you do. You know, I'm not trying to, I want you to be yourself, you know, and that's you, that's the freedom. That's that's the part that makes it new, unique. You're like, oh, I can take this, oh, I did that, oh, how did I get that hand? You know, or how did I, oh, okay. And then you take it and you blend it and that's another part of your growth.
0: Yep, absolutely so. So it's it's inherent, because Professor Jay was about that, and you just took it and ran with it. Yeah, yeah. There's a
1: there's there's a lot I took and ran with from him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ain't that true? Ain't that true? <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite takeaway from Professor J? What was the single? If you, I mean, I know there's so much he gave. What the, <laughs> it, it's the most <laughs> stupid question any interviewer can ask anyone. So, what was the one thing you got? but that tends to be something that kind of sticks with you more than anything else. So rather than okay. the one thing. What was the, the, the biggest takeaway from the
1: Yeah, Okay. The biggest big takeaway is what he used to say. People don't believe this works, but pain makes believers. Yes. Yes, it does. I love it. And if, if, if people have to remember... The the principle of the locking or the finger like is not to lock or not to break the finger or the joint is not to break it. But you put things on such an edge where the person thinks, oh my God, okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of why I named my first uh, video Insane Dance of Pain. Pain. <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> you know, but it's like how how smooth, how relaxed, how sensitive, how sensitive can you be? Are you? Now that's one of the things that understand, kind of understanding rolling like in chi Sao. It teaches you how to be very relaxed, and it teaches you how to flow, how you make certain changes. I'm not a Wing Chun man. I uh, I'm not. But to understand what sensitivity is, not about how strong and forceful you can be, is how, how passive can you be in this transition to get what you may get. And then there it is, in that transition.
0: And it's not something you look for. They have to give it to you. That's one of your other You're, big
1: you, got you, never, you You don't look for it. You let it happen. So it also
0: teaches you patience. Yeah, it teaches you patience. I'm smiling again. You're doing it again. Because uh, I always do my happy dance when you teach. It's true. I'm getting told I'm, I'm getting taught right now. Everyone watching, I don't care anymore, listening, you know, I'm but that's I mean that's significant because that comes back to that earlier point when people say this stuff only works in demos or this stuff doesn't work in real life. Yeah. My, my response was always, you mean you can't do it because that's usually what it boils down to. Because again, they say, you can't just grab a finger and it's like, correct. And then they say, well, it doesn't work then because they're missing the point that you don't grab. You it. don't you're, grab. You're given it. Yeah. They give it to me. They give I, it to you. Right. I, I've always given you fingers. I don't mean to. <laughs> You've always volunteered. I, that's also true. <laughs> Well, <laughs> funnily, I was telling, I mean, there's always stories where whether me and you are mentioned, um, but there was the one I was telling about when I did a wrestler's arm drag on you and took you back. And I was like, oh, what are you going to do now? And you just went, hey, AJ, who loves you? And I thought you were just being nice and because you're like, I know what you do. And then you literally said, Uh-uh-uh-uh. who loves you? And you had my index finger. Right, in, and I this this is not an exaggeration. I'm not trying to blow smoke up anyone's ass or straight miss. I did not know you actually had my finger, and you must have got it somewhere as my hand was moving around your waist in a transition. In a transition, now, when I say you made contributions to my system, there is now in the catch wrestling I teach, which I learned from the great coach Harry Smith, is fantastic. guy. I'm hoping to get on brother Harry, well. brother Harry, brother Harry, and there's another story coming up about that. Um, we now grip with our fists in the hip sockets, just so you can't grab my fingers. All right, that's what you gave us. You're not having my fingers.
1: <laughs> you, you want to show me that again? Nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was remarkable. I mean, it was it was a tremendous eye opener. Because again, watching you move in the videos, the educated eye sees what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. The educated eye sees not only where you're taking the grips, the locks, but the educated eye is seeing what you're doing along the way. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like the, again, I'll share it on the, the page that one you did at the uh, JKD seminar when we did um, Hooked on a Feeling and you just riffed. Um, yeah. People to this day still don't believe you riff that on 30 seconds notice. And I was like, I was there. I was literally there. He, just <laughs> said, he said, give me two guys for the camera. That was how he ran with that one. Um, but there was a That demo, I mean, and Tim, bless his heart, I loved him to death. Hilarious. Really good, Uki. Really takes a good fall. Yeah, um, yeah. But I said, if you watch that video, it actually ends in the first pass. And everyone says, what do you mean? And I said, watch it again. And everybody that I'd shown it to they're seeing the locks, they're seeing the throws, and they're missing the uppercuts. They're missing the back shots, they're missing these little elbows going, these stuff that's like, put boom, and ending that fight. Yeah. That's always at the core of what you do. You have to be able to fight before you can do the stuff that means you don't have to. You have to be distracted. I mean, if you're
1: throwing a punch at me, if you're throwing a punch at me, and for me to try to grab your your punch, out of the air to do something and you're head on trying to do damage to me. I need to give you something back to make you think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's important. I mean, that's, that's part of the fight. I mean, people can, there are certain people that get hit and they'll take a punch in a minute. Yeah. Boom. Oh, that's all you got. Yeah. But what else do you have to add to that? Yeah. You know, so you, you have to understand, you know, movement don't lie. So you need to no. you, you kind of need to be able to have a little flow with you to understand how to get around certain things. And, and people need to understand everybody gets hit. Everybody gets hit. It's how you get hit. It's how you get hit if you survived or not. Yeah, You know, what What did you do in the defense? You got hit. Was it a full-on blow? Well, it, was it a solid blow? I mean, those are two different things. Was it a glancing blow? I, you know,
0: so, yeah. Marvelous. And you're always the first to glove up, too, which is cool. And terrifying. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, you know, <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, sometimes, sometimes we forget what it feels like to be hit. Yeah. So, you glove up, somebody hits you, go like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And then, <laughs> you, know, and you, you know, it, it goes like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this. Okay. Like, <laughs> get your oh, loose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it just keeps you honest. That's all.
0: It, it really does. It, it really
1: keeps does. you honest. But you're supposed to have fun. This is not your enemy. You're fighting. You know, it's you're teaching each other. You're working with each other. You know, you're working on movement. You're working on footwork. You know, you're working on defensive strategy that you've been thinking about. Does it work? Did you get hit through that strategy? Oh well, back to the drawing board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's that's how we get sharp. That's how we get sharp. That's
0: that's that's playing. That's playing.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. Yeah.
0: And you never stopped, even to this day. I mean, you know, if you if you care to share with the boys and girls at home, uh, how many miles you have in the clock?
1: <laughs> well, November November thirteenth, I'll be uh, seventy one.
0: And you are still still throwing down.
1: Ah, uh, right. thank you. I think I play tag now, though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've been tagged by you. Don't feel like playing. My nose didn't, anyway. Yeah, hold your your hand up to the camera. Yeah, no one's no one's playing tag with that hand. It it hurts. I'm just saying. You're too kind. Awesome. I'm going to get you. I'm going to hand over a little story tell to you now. Um, because we're coming towards the end of the podcast, and I am okay. having, you back, I'm having you back on again. I don't care because I yeah. just like to, I like talking to you anyway. But <laughs> it, it, as, we, as we're winding down, there's two things I want to cover off on. But I want to get this one out of the way first because if I tell this story, people think again. I'm kind of like blowing a myth up. So I'll give you no preamble for this. You came to teach a seminar in Calgary. Yes. Yeah. And uh, on the Saturday night, we all decided. <laughs> we all decided. <laughs> We were going to go out and have a a, a night on the town. Yes. One of the guys there, um, a friend of mine, um, a uh, roadhouse, Brian Clayards, he was a doorman. Yes. And we got in, and during the course of the evening, a gentleman came up to in the middle of the bar and started talking. Why don't you take the story from there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, you might have to interject, but... uh, so 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 what happened is that uh his name was Brian, right? Yes. Was it Brian? Yeah. Brian. Uh he had mentioned that he had he had to ask this guy to leave the prior week. Okay, he had to put him out. Yep. And the guy had mouthed off and said some things. So anyway, we were we were we were in this club, I mean it was a huge place. It was, it was huge so the, so the guy approached Brian and then he had a couple of he had a, another guy or so with him. So when he approached Brian, I was sitting down, I was drinking a beer. We were all kind of in the same area. A couple of my students came out as well with me. and we saw Brian approach you know, we saw the guy approach Brian. So without, without anybody saying a word, I kind of, I kind of looked, we made eye contact and all of a sudden, all of us together, what was it, maybe about
0: eight of us? I think there was you, me, Morgan, um, Tim, Mackenzie. Um, and then, oh, and I back up at the bar.
1: Okay, I back. So it's about seven <laughs> yeah. of us. Yeah, okay, seven. So but anyway, up, we'll we kind of, I put my, I put my beer down, and I was like, I said something like, "Okay," <laughs> and we all kind of backed up, and without anybody saying a word, we made a circle. And we watched what was taking place. Then they shook hands and hugged. And then everybody kind of went back to what they were doing. The funny part about that is that the two people that were at the bar was Harry, and I don't remember the other person. Sean, Sean Rovers. Sean, Sean. So if anything, if anything would have jumped off at that time, and then Harry and Sean turned around. I mean, that was like, that was backdoor security right there. Yeah. You know, it was just so funny that everybody moved on one accord without saying one word, you know? Uh, and it was, it was very, very beautiful. Nobody noticed anything, and we just went back talking and laughing and having fun like uh, we were doing before. This whole thing kinda looked like it was gonna take a twist.
0: I still tell the story myself, but you tell it so well. well. What was great with it was, it was the absolute, and again, it's speaking to what you were talking about earlier, there's a situation where not everybody needs to be hit. And that also goes beyond just the physical techniques. It's the whole ethos around the martial arts and why we do what we do. We were there, we circled. The second it was over, we stepped back. And as you pointed out, the two guys that were there with Brian that would probably thought, I mean, we didn't know what they were thinking, they would have been killed. It was, it was like, it was we, we have eviscerated, but what was, for anyone that doesn't know who Harry is, Google um, Harry Smith, the British Bulldog Jr. Oh, David Boy Smith Jr. Harry's oh, yeah. six five, six six, <laughs> and about two eighty, and he's about half a percent body fat. So, I mean, well, he if, I like add, a...
1: if I may add, if I may add, he moves like a cat.
0: Yes, he does, and that's that's the scariest thing with Harry. You don't feel that two eighty unless he wants you to. You really don't. <laughs> Um, just a horse of a man, and a super, super gentle giant, but he's like, he was at the bar with Sean, and Sean's like mice, so he's a little slimmer than me, but he's mice sort of height, so Sean's like 6'2", and about 210. So he's not a tiny dude either. Then there's myself there, attitude problem in English accent, um, Tim, who can motor when he has to, he's got Mackenzie, who's Tim's partner, so she's going to back him up to the hill. The Morgan's <laughs> up to my right-hand side, and so that's like a honey badger with a rocket stick of dynamite up its ass. So I'm like, okay, this is not going to go well. But what made me laugh, and I'm going to just draw out a little more detail. When you put your beard down, you did this. You watched it. You watched us go, and you went, okay. And the sleeves out the like, like, and I was smiling because I was like, okay, here we go. I'm coming. I'm so what happens now? I'm going to watch the professor do a clinic. I'm not even going to throw a punch. But Roadhouse Brian, he actually saw it all. He saw us go, and I saw his ears lift on his head because he was smiling that way because he knew that he's like, okay. Yeah, he was, out.
1: but he did have a smile on
0: his face. He did. The- he just burst. <laughs> <laughs> but what? But what a great illustration of that—that that flow, being present, and then just doing what you need to do and doing nothing more. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment. Well, you know, part of that is what uh, what
1: Doctor Powell and. And Soaky and a lot of the guys in New York used to say, you know, watch your back. Watch your back. You know, yeah. you do your technique, watch your back. Yeah. You know, as you're doing what you're doing, watch your back. Know who's, know who's around you. So that was just a beautiful, beautiful thing to work because no one said a word. Nope. Didn't say one word. It was,
0: it just, it just happened. It was gorgeous. So, now that's that story out the way. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I do love that story. What I want to draw out now is I want to get into the stuff you've been doing recently with the Budo brothers. Because you just come back from Hawaii at the Legacy, yeah. um, Legacy Master Seminar hosted by Grandmaster Dan T. Bone. Always, always a great occasion. Um, I am hoping to actually make it to one. Um, one year. But I always see the videos. Uh, I've, I've got several of them on DVD. Um, and it always looks like a fantastic time. And... Um, And you uh, shot a video for the Buddha Brothers while you were there, didn't you? A little mini (laughs) seminar. Uh,
1: Actually, I got got called over to do a little clip. Nice. So uh, uh, is it Kyle? uh... Kyle and Eric. Yeah, it was Kyle. Kyle came over and asked me if I would come over on the side and do a little something on the side and and we did you know about 10 minutes and that's going to be a part of um that's going to be a part of the the legacy uh video when it comes out Beautiful. and uh we're looking forward to be very nice because that was a very that was a very special moment it was a spiritual moment for me as well uh brought about a brought back a lot of m- memories i hadn't been on that island in 37 years. wow! And, and my time visiting there was with Grandmaster Jay. So it was, just, it was just so much that I was going through and what I felt and, and the love, the moment, the people, uh, the spirit, the, the spirit of being there. You know, the history of the wars that had been fought there as well. You know, with various, so it was like, it was, it was, it was special. It was, it was really, really special.
0: Are we and now I, seeing, go,
1: on, go, yeah, go,
0: no, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, are we now seeing your ascendancy? Because I've been banging the gong about you for years. Are we now seeing that time where I can't book you because you're too busy going everywhere else? Do you think?
1: Oh, you're always going to be able to book me. Nice. You know, you, you know what the thing is? You'd never forget where you come from. No. You never forget where you come from. So with me with me saying that, let me also say this. Much love, respect, and appreciation to my brother and Stockton, Darren Tabone, and Angel's yes, yes, disciples. Yes. Yes, let yes, me yes. tell you.
0: <laughs> I've actually, I asked him to be on, so I'm hoping to have him on in a few weeks.
1: Oh, man, you're talking about Someone. He he comes from a similar history, and I think this is why he and I jail and click so well, and able to talk about different things because he had he had some of the things, same things happen to him, um, being very close to Angel, yes. and being denounced, and you know all this. Again, politics, and you know all I can say is this. There are a lot of other organizations out there, and that's fine. But Angels Disciples is number one. Yes. They're number one. The information that they share, how they put it together, uh, the love and respect, uh, and it is a family. That's the other thing. If you're in, you're in. Mm -hmm. But the family is very honest. Very sincere. Darren always speaks the truth. Yeah. So how can you not appreciate an organization like that? You know, because, you know, truth is sets for free. Always
0: does. And, and as you always said, it comes out.
1: Yeah, it does, because truth comes out after a while. You can't keep telling a lie and think, you know, you know as you're, you're selling uh, people... Uh, spiked kool-aid for instance you know they can tell yeah (laughs) Yeah, you know it's like uh uh-uh no something's wrong with this so again uh to grandmaster Tabone, thank you so much for everything that you have shared and still
0: are sharing to all of us yes yes i hear that and i echo that exactly i've I've not known him or been with him as long as yourself but again in the short time i have been with him just lifted lifted Uh, of them Hi. Right. Yeah. So, what does the future hold for you right now? What's what's you got on the go? Share with us. Well, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm heading
1: to uh, Philadelphia to uh, see Joe Noffert.
0: What a guy. Love Joe. Uh,
1: Yes. And <laughs> and, and Alan, his business partner, Alan, uh, a Philadelphia self defense. Uh, I will be doing the seminar out there on the 2nd, November 2nd. So if you're interested in coming out, uh, even if you don't do the seminar, come out and say hi, shake my hand. You know, if you will, I'd love to meet you if you're anywhere around. But contact Philadelphia Self Defense, yep. uh, either uh, Joe Noffitt or Alan Chambers, for all the information. I'll be there that Saturday. And, um, on the second and leaving uh, the third, that Sunday night. So um, I'll get there on the thirty-first. So if you'd like to, if you'd like to come out, please contact and if, them.
0: And if you do go, make sure you go out to the bars afterwards with the professor. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> great. It really is great. Hey. You, you always do a lot of your teaching over a nice pint. It's like, you know, you hold court. You know, it's the stories.
1: I mean, all right, everybody, understand, he's not talking about me getting drunk or anything no, no, like no, that. No, 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 no like he's that, just talking like about that. stories and being able to talk about certain things and and experiences that I've, I've had when I've gone out with certain instructors and, you know, um yeah it's always it's always fun it it's is. always fun
0: oh or oh, when you're teaching three very uh trim young ladies how to do finger locks in the middle of the bar <laughs> that i actually think i've got footage of that somewhere oh <laughs> my <share> goodness <laughs> <laughs> you just playing the role you're, like, you're the mac oh my god um <laughs> Professor, is there anything you want to leave us with? Um, It's been a joy, yet again a joy, my brother, to have you on. Thank
1: you so much, man. You know, I I love you, and and, uh, thanks for the audience for uh, tuning in to hear a little bit of what I may have had to say today. But, you know, again, what's important, we need to appreciate each other and the life journey that we've chosen in the martial arts. You know, it's not about the ego. Because you never know. You may end up fighting next to the person you was trying to dog and disrespect at one point because he has to watch your back. So you never know. So that's why it's important to know who's who. You know, there's no room for all of this other stuff. There's just no room for it. You know, Uh, the younger you get, the more
0: and quicker you should understand that. Yes, you should. So (laughs) if I want to book you for seminar, and I don't mean me specifically, although I will be. Yeah. Uh, if the audience and anyone else that wants to book you for a seminar, how do they go about contacting you?
1: Okay, I'm going to give, you know what? I'm going to give out my phone number for starters. Boom. My number is 415-756-8635. The website is Universal Martial Arts Academy. So you can either call me, leave me a message, or you can also go to the website and leave me a message there as well. And, Talk to me and
0: we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, I'd like to end it on a personal note, um, Professor. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me, for your continued guidance and inspiration.
1: That's my love, man.
0: Your counseling, everything. You know, realistically, there are two people in the world that have any real sway over my behavior. It's you and Sifu Sif Singh. Uh, everyone, everyone else kind of dances around it and nudges me. So you and Sifu Sing have tremendous influence on in my behavior. i I'm And gra- I'm, I'm Darren too, of course, except Darren just shouts at me and I'll do as he says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for all the love and the support over the years, brother. I'm, I'm honored to be associated with you. I'm honored to be an UMA affiliate school up here in Canada. Um, for Rumor International, and um, yeah, let's just keep rolling, brother, and thank you so much for being on The Bang of the house.
1: Much love, man. You know, I love you guys. I love you guys. Who loves you? You do. (laughs) (laughs) Peace, my brother. All right. Peace out, everybody. Much love. Be careful and what? Watch your back. Watch your back.
0: (laughs) Take care, brother. Take care, brother. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. I mean, again, what can be said about the professor? i I always gush, and I make no uh, apologies for that. This is a man that I consider an absolute inspiration. Whenever I describe him, I always say he's my hero. he is that 's who he is to me that 's what he represents to me and i 'm glad to be able to share share him with the world and he really, really is as good as it gets in the industry and and, and if you're out there or you're thinking of you know getting some seminars in school, get him in. There is no one better out there um, and you will not regret it and I think honestly you'll find it a game changer because it certainly was for me that's all from me for this week guys Um, uh, I'm hoping to get the list of my new guests coming up, as you see I've got a a tremendous uh, uh, Rolodex of uh, (laughs) phenomenal interviews on the up and come, Um, for those of you that are interested, don't forget the baiting of the hound is still going on so if you want to send me a video to raise my blood pressure there will be one that uh, will get a thank you in a week and I'll do a little dissection on it um, but yeah thanks for tuning in once i've got this uploaded please please subscribe to me uh, we're on anchor fm please feel free to recommend it to your friends share it anywhere you can um, and let's get the word out there and let's just keep growing and let's just keep getting the quality interviews and the quality content going forward till next time guys remember this is a hound signing off and a hound will die for you but he'll never lie to you and he'll look you straight in the face mind how you go guys and have yourselves a great day
1: the power